0: Hello everybody, it's another episode of Passing Out with Jimmy Smith. Thanks for tuning in. You know, I have really enjoyed this past year living by myself, but those days have come to an end. An old friend of mine that I used to live with four years ago that took off to Alaska, let's move back to the beach, as you know, it's the beach. His name's Jay. You'll get to hear him interrupt this podcast, coming home from work, and then quickly exiting the room to go out on the front porch to smoke cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> my guest today is the young, talented, sexy Evan Baker. He, uh, I met him at the Calico room probably at the end of June. I started going to open mics there. Um, not comedy open mics, actual music. Um, open mics i wrote a bunch of songs in my cubicle the past year and i figured maybe i should start sharing them with people that's where i met evan and of course we struck up a little bit of a friendship and he was dumb enough to agree to come on this podcast and chat music and life and all sorts of other bullshit with me so i hope you enjoy my conversation with evan baker Uh, less. Like, but she's winning all the money. We all want Bernie <laughs> Bernie, yeah, but Bernie's the new Ralph Nader, man Ralph Nader used to fall asleep in the middle of fucking like speeches debates. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even have clean sneakers I mean come on. I I you know. can't be a president without clean sneakers. Damn it, but why I want a exactly dirty, I want a
1: dirty president. I want a dirty messy slob in the White House but like who's brilliant yeah exactly but like someone who you can who is clearly not too concerned with everything all the small things I feel like Bernie wakes up and he's just like thinks about income inequality and that's like the first thing that comes into his mind and like he forgets to eat probably and forgets like can't have a calm conversation with someone about like
0: because he genuinely cares yeah and that's kind of like his fault, <laughs> to be honest, because that's what you don't look for in a leader. You want somebody who has like that death behind their eyes. <laughs> that they're just like, yeah. you know, that's that's what you look for in a leader. Yeah. And, and you want somebody who's like a serpent almost that can do the job when it needs to be done. And you need a little bit of corrupt. Like, yeah, they're they're all, they're all a little corrupt once they get to that point. I that's mean, true. I don't know much about Bernie, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if s- certain money was thrown his way, he'd probably turn it down just because of his integrity. He'd want to be able to face he himself. He has, yeah, he yeah, has yeah, turned it down a because lot. he'd want to be able to face himself in the mirror, you know. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like it's. There's never going to be another Ross Perot, somebody who has their own oil money You can just be like, hey. America needs to turn their lights off at 8 p.m. because we need to save energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so where are you from, Evan? I am from uh,
1: a small town outside of Wilmington called Hampstead.
0: Right down the road. Yeah. So you've lived here your whole life. I lived here my whole life. Well, that's good. That mm-hmm. When did you When did you pick up the guitar? Um, I started playing guitar. Uh,
1: earlier than I thought, like I, I stumbled across some baby photos of me, at, like five, with a guitar, and I don't remember that at all. And then I like found this guitar in my attic when I was a kid, and um, maybe like 11 or 10, and started like kind of playing it, got a bass. Bass was like my first thing. Okay. A guitar.
0: So how old were you when the bass thing happened?
1: Probably
0: like 11 10 or, 11, 10 or 11. eleven I just wanted to be like like Fallout boy or blink 182 or something <laughs> like that <laughs> you're only you're only 22 right <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, my mom tells me she has pictures of me like with little like plastic toy guitars and like inflatable guitars uh-huh. and just me in the backyard and stuff playing around. I was obsessed with like 80s hair metal yeah uh, I really love poison. And it's really funny, like, whenever a Poison song comes on the radio, I can hum the whole guitar solo. I love C.C. DeVille. Like, I just think he's... uh, Apparently, he was trained by, like, a classical (laughs) violinist. And it's really weird when you hear that stuff about these people. But then, when you listen to a lot of their stuff, it doesn't have that soul behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that stuff, a lot of that stuff was embedded in me when I was, like, five years old. So... That, poison. Yeah, Poison, dude. Uh, yeah, of all bands. So I had to watch Rock of Love when it came on BH One, just just because I was like, I'm I'm closer to Brett Michaels than anybody else who knows. Yeah. You know. So whenever I meet a girl now, I do like to steal his lines and tell them they're smoking hot and ask them if they want to be my rock of love. <laughs>
1: does it work?
0: No, it never does. Yeah, I'm not
1: Did did he ever did it ever work out for him? Like did he ever get married to one of those?
0: I don't know. I think he's still just fighting with diabetes and that probably turns off the women. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I did get the pleasure of seeing Poison live with Cinderella and Warrant, uh, probably like ten years ago with my mom and that was just that was total flashback good for me. I had also had a Michael Jackson thriller jacket. Cause wow. I loved Michael Jackson. I had a little Michael Jackson doll. My yeah. Thriller jacket has bubblegum all stuck in the pocket still, but my mom just saved it. Aww. And I had a Poison T-shirt, as a matter of fact, too. That yeah. was way too large for me, so my mom like <laughs> cut it to fit me when I was six years old. Yeah, and I got in trouble for wearing it because in in, in uh, on the back of the T-shirt. There was, like, each band member, like, in a different... There was, like, four squares of each band member doing different things. And I think Brent Michaels was, like, in a swimming pool with, like, some girls in bikinis. <laughs> and in six, or at six years old, you know, in first grade, that was a distraction <laughs> to class. Yeah. So I couldn't wear that shirt anymore to school. My Poison t-shirt, you know, ca- causing a problem there. Yeah. So it's- what What music are you into? What, uh- what um, well... What started the uh, uh, ten and eleven stuff when you were playing bass? What drew you into it?
1: Well, I, I don't really know, honestly. Like I guess it was at first it was more of a like it was a thing that it seemed like a cool thing to do. Like it, it literally was at first like, I'm gonna play bass. Like it wasn't like a oh my god, I love music. It just kinda was like I'm eleven years old, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a bass. Um, and then, you know, I was just, I was listening to really bad music. I hadn't like been turned on to anything
0: really great. Um, nothing wrong with fallout boy and Blake way too, man. It's it's cheesy stuff. For yeah, like, don't yeah, deny yeah. like what got you there. There, you have to like <laughs> give credit. You have to give okay. credit to the stuff. That's a stepping stone step. I don't want to
1: give credit. Okay. Well because everybody backtrack
0: cuz like McDonald's has shitty burgers But then when you have a good burger, you know the difference. That's true okay. So you have to you have to give okay, credit to that I, shit.
1: They okay fall Out boy was my McDonald's hamburger um, <laughs> and So I will give them that um, I, however, I mean, I did, like, I grew up listening to, like, an insane amount of The Beatles and The Beach Boys. Like, my dad, that is is old for, like, a dad. Like, he's, like, 68 right now. Okay. 67. Who knows? I don't know, Are like. both
0: of your parents older in age like that? Uh, no. So,
1: there was, they, they're, he kind of, you know, my mom's pretty young, comparatively. It's like okay. Solid. Your dad was pimping there. Yeah, okay, good friend. Kinda, yeah, okay. kind of pimpin'. Uh she's like she's fifty now, so there's like a seventeen or
0: eighteen. That's not too crazy though. It's mm-hmm. not crazy
1: when you're an adult, but to think like when you think of like think an eighteen year old being eighteen and mm-hmm. then looking at a newborn baby and saying, I'm gonna marry you. Like, yeah,
0: that at would... some point. That's that is, weird. Yeah. That's yeah. not how it happened. Mm-hmm. But of course. <laughs> um at your age right now, I'm sure when you look look at that, that is a little strange for you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit strange. But it, when I'm like,
0: you know, maybe 45, I, I don't know. Well, the older I get, the more I'm just like, okay, I will talk to a woman that's 50 and a girl that's like 25. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and it seems like I'm going to stay at 25. I'm going to keep 25 until I'm probably 50. I'll keep talking to girls that are 25. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 25 is okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They've lived a little. You know? Yeah.
1: That's that's what you... that's. I think that it's important if 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 you can, always date up. Like don't date younger people. Like this goes for guys and girls. It sucks to be like Okay. I, I really believe that. Don't date anyone younger than you. Like every girlfriend I've had since high school, and I'm lucky, has all have all been older than me. By like one or two years. Are you
0: finding that you learn things from them and it helps you mature? Or is it um are you just attracted to older ladies? I don't know what Are you it trying is. trying to be the opposite of your dad I here. Think,
1: yeah, it's it's like like a rebellion <laughs> thing. It's like a, just it's a total just act of rebellion. Um, no, I mean like yeah, I guess you could learn things, but then also like we're all like pretty dumb, you know. Like we're all just mm-hmm. idiots, and so just that one to two years above you margin is just like someone who's just like a little bit smarter than you, and like you want to date someone who's A little bit
0: smarter than you, if you can. I I am attracted to successful women.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, people that like have a goal. Yeah, because I seem to. All I'm just kind of flighty. Yeah. So people that have a goal, I'm always attracted to them because I somebody that had that set on a path and they went stuck with it and Uh they achieved that goal. I'm just like, oh, something always steers pulls me away. Yeah. So it's the most attractive. And I think those types of people are attracted to you know artistic people that get exactly, pulled away yeah and that's the beautiful all, thing about humans yeah it's, it's, it, like, it, it's the best thing ever like
1: if you if you're an artist like you want uh, you want your girlfriend or significant other to just like be some nine to five like really it's the person and yeah. they'll love the the childlike kitty cat lifestyle that you live of just like <laughs> moseying around and like just, oh, I, I, today I, I read a book and, you know, I, I hung out with my dogs and, you know.
0: <laughs> I felt just, the wind blow through my hair. Yeah, you want to listen to the about song it. I wrote? You want to, <laughs> oh, I've just been thinking. I've been thinking. My crazy, beautiful mind has been thinking all day. So was your dad like this person that was like a go-getter, like an overachiever, like went out and like made something of himself and then found your mom? Is that?
1: No. I mean, mm-hmm. he... he yeah, and it's, they're both school teachers. Uh, okay. They met teaching uh, at a school. Um, what grades did they teach? My dad taught everything. Like, he he taught for 40 years. Um, he oh, wow. taught elementary through high school. Um, even for a while, I was working at the Museum of Natural Sciences in Raleigh, um, teaching teachers, essentially, how to teach. Okay. So, All right. And, yeah, so she was an art teacher and, like, a
0: Spanish teacher, and he taught science his whole life. So did your dad, like, have a heavy influence on your musical background? Like, was he the one that introduced you to the Beatles, or was that your mom?
1: Oh, he was, yeah, he was the one that introduced me to the Beatles, and more importantly, he he was the person that kind of introduced me to Bob Dylan. Um, Bob Dylan is the actual, it's...
0: He's, like a, so he's, he's your say. guy. Yeah. He, he's yeah. your guy. Okay. And everyone
1: says it, but they say it for a good reason. And for me, it was it was like, I was playing music, and it was fun. I didn't really know how serious I felt about it. And I remember listening to one song of his, um, It's Alright, Mom, Only Bleeding, mm-hmm. and realizing at that moment that like I couldn't possibly do anything else with my life, essentially. And by that I mean in that song and in music in general you you do actually have the before that all songs were love songs or all songs are this type or that type of thing and there it's all this small narrow field of content and listening to that song made me realize oh my god i can be a doctor in through my music i can be uh A politician through my music. Or I can be I can be all these different things in in one. So how can I just how could I possibly ever go get a job now when I could do that same
0: job through music? You can like When did that moment hit you?
1: That song. Yeah, I guess
0: it was. I imagine you were probably already playing music or playing stuff.
1: Probably 13, like maybe eighth grade, when it like really And it came, it was it was him and then so that was just like this crazy uh i could hope one day to be 10 to 5 percent of that and that would be great and that mm. was my thought process and then another brilliant person came into my life which was nirvana and mm. made me rea- or kurt cobain and made me realize Oh shit! I don't have to be that great. Like I can just fucking strum. I can just be loud mm-hmm. and messy, and like,
0: and still get your message. Yeah, th- your words can still
1: yeah resonate with people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Dylan was so good, so just flawless at guitar, flawless at everything. And Kurt Cobain was like the garage rock and roll, and I was like, oh wow! So I can I can just do that. That's cool. That's great. No pressure, you know. Dylan is like,
0: oh god. How old okay. were you when you had your first band? Uh, I imagine you started really band. young.
1: Yeah, first band was like thirteen, um,
0: called ADHD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. and all the other kids in the band suffered from it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. Every everyone at thirteen to a degree
1: like suffers with ADHD because, like, you know, you figure. School's
0: out, boring, and you need something. Need something to get your attention. Why not be punk rock? Yeah,
1: and you're attracted to girls for the first time, and like. It, and you you don't, you're not attractive yet, and you're covered in acne, and you're just confused and, like, restless. Like, what do
0: I do with this boner, and how do I get girls to pay attention <laughs> yeah, to it? exactly. Let me make a lot of noise with distortion. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
1: <laughs> or just hide out with, like, bros in a basement, and that's what I did. I, I didn't even, you know, talk to, to girls. I just played music <laughs> in a stupid band uh, in a, in my parents on. Do
0: your parents play any musical instruments? hmm No. Are no. you, are this like any of your relatives?
1: I have, uh, one, a couple of uncles, uh, who play, um, one of which was really, really talented, um, and he actually built me a guitar for awesome. this past year, yeah, and brought it from Puerto Rico, um, it's beautiful. I don't even. I don't even play it at all. It's, it's a piece. Of, like, it's, it's a piece of art. Just yeah, like it's just up. sitting in my room in a case. Like it just. I play it at home occasionally, but mm-hmm. I try to just not even touch it. It's just too, too important. I'd be scared to drop it. Nothing
0: wrong with having something sentimental. Yeah, like,
1: yeah. You don't want to take out. And, yeah. You know. I think I brought it to one open mic at the Calico Room, and instantly was like, "I'm never doing this again." Because people like. I always let people borrow my guitar. Yeah. Thanks for and, that.
0: Cause I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. Time. yeah.
1: yeah. You're more than welcome to borrow my guitar. But that guitar is not like, I mm-hmm. let people borrow it, but my anxiety was just like through the roof, like staring at them and like judging the way that they were playing it and being like fucking son of a bitch. Like you're playing way too hard. Like yes. give it
0: back. <laughs> I used to be that way. I used to be that way when I was younger. Um, yeah. Uh, My first guitar I got from a pawn shop, I was like 13 Uh years old. And it was just a little Yamaha Stratocaster ripoff. And I remember it had 24 frets, because I started getting guitar lessons, and my guitar teacher was like, oh, this has got 24 frets instead of 22. And then he also noticed that the neck was a little fucked up on it. And after about five, six months of lessons... He said that that guitar was going to fuck up my ear because it wasn't in tune. Like, no matter what we did with the intonation, yeah, it was still a little off. And I was in love with Les Pauls at the time. And when my dad heard that it was going to mess up my ear, mm-hmm. he kind of looked at the guitar as being something that would keep me out of trouble, keep me, you know, it'd be something I could focus on, could be my thing, yeah. you know. So he was just like, find you a guitar that you like. So I, I tried to find a Les Paul, but... I found this SG at a store and I was and my dad was like kind of hesitant to buy it because he was like that's not what you wanted and I was just like this one's speaking to me and yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to explain to you but yeah. I still when I still buy guitars I just walk by them and mm-hmm. I let them I let them like talk to me and it's so fucking strange to try to explain that to people yeah to let them know that hey this guitar is saying something to me yeah and and once I played it, and even at a young age, I knew that Yeah. everybody loves my SG when they play it. There's nothing great about it. It's just a standard well, yeah. SG, but everybody says that it's very comfortable. It's broken. It's yeah. uh, It's a good playing guitar.
1: My, my guitar buying technique is, is kind of like, it's a constant lowering of standards. Like, I go in, if I were to buy a guitar, and want a guitar, <laughs> and I have a great idea of a guitar in my head. And then I look at the price, and then I'm like, "Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe this other guitar, this other guitar is looking really good now." And then, like, I look at that guitar, and I see an even cheaper guitar, and I'm like, "Ooh, you know, that guitar, it's definitely bad." But I- I'll lie to myself. i Will be like, "You know what? It- it's not that bad. This is mm-hmm. nice. Like, this is they they messed up. This is a great guitar. This is." And eventually, by the time I'll just hype myself up. To the point that I'm you just like, rationalize yeah, until it's the perfect until thought. it's like way better than that first guitar I had in mind. Like, I last time I bought a guitar, it was like a fifty dollar guitar, brand new, mm-hmm. a brand new fifty dollar guitar, and it was made out of like
0: a cigar box. Those kind are of. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: was <laughs> like I don't know what it was made. It was like it looked like wood, but I think it was plastic. Um, it had a good sound for a plastic guitar, um, and then my ex girlfriend, uh, I, I was an asshole, and I was, not gonna get into details, but at one point in my life, I was sleeping in my bed at night. She wasn't living with me, and she came over and like, pushed me. I was like, uh, wh- "Who's there?" And she's like, "Get up!" I was like, what- "What's going on?" And she was very mad, and so I finally, I i get to consciousness, I, I stand up, because she like really shows me, I'm like, oh god, what? And she slaps me across the face, and then grabs the first guitar that she sees, and just throws it at the wall, and broke the neck in half, so, luckily she grabbed the $50 guitar though. Yeah. Like, luckily she didn't grab a different guitar, so.
0: Like the one your uncle built for you.
1: Yeah. That would have, I would have cried. I would have just... I wouldn't have even been mad at her. You, you I just would have spent the rest of
0: my day crying. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, nobody in my family plays any instruments either. Yeah. So I don't share this. I can't talk to them about this stuff. They don't like. I, I've had cousins that have lessons in school and yeah. things like that, but they never like stuck with it. And it's not like a part of their life like it is for me. So I can't explain stuff to them. And. They always give me shit, like, when I talk crap on, like, certain stuff that's on the radio or band. they're like, well, they're making it out, so you doing anything with it, and I'm just like, you don't understand, like, that's not what it's about sometimes. It, it's, it's so
1: weird, like, there really is, there really are only two different, there's two types of people in the world. Everyone listens to music, to an extent. Yes. But there, there's people who are just... There's no middle of the road. You're either kind of indifferent to it. Like, you listen to it on the radio, and you're like, who beat. Yeah, okay. And it's just kind like of background. background. Yeah. Exactly. Background. And it's either background noise, or it's like the most, oh my god, intense thing in the world. And you don't even, you can't like, and you just think about it all the time. And you obsess time. over yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> like, you just get way into it. But there's no one who, like, you either are obsessed, or you're indifferent. There's no like... Yeah, I do. Uh, there's no just. There's some. There's no casual enjoying of music in the yeah. world. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> like, totally agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm being a snob sometimes when I talk about it. Yeah, I but know. I but I don't care because I know, I know that my opinion is superior. <laughs> it really is because I know what you're listening to, yeah. and I know where you're coming from. Yeah, you're treating music the same way I look at like TV yeah or something like that exactly I'm just like, I'm, i know i'm watching bullshit but <laughs> yeah. it's just background <laughs> while i'm cooking or vacuuming i yeah. know you know yeah. i'm not really into it like that so. yeah no i don't that being said there are shows that i do love and i get obsessed with yeah but, but yeah music <laughs> is one of those things that like people don't they don't appreciate it for what it really can be for them mm-hmm. and where it can take them and what and how it can heal them and mm-hmm. what it can really do for them and stuff. Um, I realized a long time ago that my guitar was going to be something that was going to be there for me to get me through dark times and I didn't I didn't it's one of those things that's really like coming out right now too. Yeah. I'm uh, I I'm really appreciative of that but I didn't know it was going to be Playing a part, a role in my life, like yeah. throughout my whole life. I thought other things would come into mm-hmm. my life, but I'm so glad I picked it up and learned it at such a young age and it learned really, to play guitar because it's it's really like a recurring thing. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it totally fixes you. Like I, I know that, like for me personally, I, I think that every every child any kid growing up should have exposure to music, and it will help them tremendously through those weird teenage years of mm-hmm. just confusion and if you have something to go home and do and express yourself with then you're you're that less that much less likely to be filled with anxiety and like go fucking crazy like really like you look at i i really think that a lot of kids like even crazy to the extent of like killing yourself or doing something like that like I know for me personally if I didn't have music I would be a very depressed sad totally agree and I still occasionally am like super down on myself and just like anyone but and not even that music necessarily alleviates that it helps you express that sort of depression or that sort of up mental state. When
0: did you start <laughs> writing your own music? Um hey. what up, Dal? Up, man? <laughs> <laughs> Am I up, Man, you can come on in. You hey, live man. here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you guys yeah, just doing a podcast. Yeah. Jay walking You can sit in. <laughs> can grab a beer. Yeah, I just chime me in. Out. Oh well, I mean, you know, I was just letting you know. <laughs> Give you a heads up. Ain't nothing. But yeah, when did you write your first song? Um, I I tried in ninth grade, and I have some of that stuff saved still. Yeah, when I go back and read it, it's very painful. <laughs> but I feel I'm just like that stuff is probably just as relative to like what I was going through then is what I'm going through now yeah, for uh-huh. me because that's the way I chose to express it. That's true, mm-hmm.
1: and, and I guess my it was kind of um, it was kind of instantaneous. Like I didn't. I've never been someone who could learn a cover song. Like, my brain, I remember when I started playing guitar, and the second I, like, would look up a song, Mm -hmm. the second I, like, figured it out, oh, that's a C chord, I would just become a... I'd forget to learn the song, and I'd just sit there strumming that chord. And then I would look up the next line in the song and be like, ooh, I've never played that chord. And I just would completely forget about playing the song and eventually just... Try to do your own thing with it? ...song, yeah. Like, it just... Mm -hmm. I couldn't focus, I was like, ooh, wow, this is incredible, like, and, um, so I guess, like, my first, it was was kind of instant, like, the second I started playing guitar, I started writing songs, um, pretty, pretty quickly.
0: I remember my first guitar lesson, um. I don't know why I decided, I guess I decided to get lessons because I had nobody in my family that could show me anything. I didn't know mm-hmm. where to, I didn't even know how to tune a guitar. Yeah. When I was nine years old, I bought a guitar from Toys R Us that had like a little speaker in it. And I nice. remember taking it home. Yeah. And then like, I thought I was going to be like fucking Slash or C.C. DeVille from Poison probably <laughs> more like, you know. And uh, it, I of course, I didn't know it had to be tuned. I didn't know it, I was nine years old. And, and it was just, yeah. so I remember taking it back like two days later, trading it out for a Super Nintendo game. I think I got Link of uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Link from the Past. Nice. A good game. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but two years later, uh, or th- four years later, I, I actually bought my first guitar and really like got into it. And then I realized I should get lessons. Yeah. And my guitar teacher showed me three chords and a scale. And I went back to my second lesson and had made up my own little thing with the three chords he had showed me, yeah. and he was just like, "Oh God!" He's like, he's, "He's like, he let me let me record that," and I'm like, "What? What?" And he's just like, "You need to document this kind of stuff." And it yeah. was just like, I remember it, like making me feel like I was actually learning and doing something productive with it, yeah. and that just kind of set me on a path of like trying new things. But I had a real problem with like getting my lyrics and my music to actually like coincide yeah so i kind of just gave up on a while and just would jam with friends and like kind of let them take the role of doing other stuff and i just Mm -hmm. play guitar and that's why i'm like at the point where i'm at now because i have all this stuff like backed up and now i'm starting to put the lyrics over the music and i know what works and i know why it works and why it doesn't Yeah. yeah and it's uh so yeah I've got a lot it's and it's cumbr. I know I've told you a million times it's very cumbersome for me to sing and play at the same time mm-hmm. but I'm getting over that and yeah. uh, it's it's very fun and very therapeutic at the same time so' it's, it's good to get yeah. it out absolutely I agree I think one of my favorite
1: therapies is actually going like downtown busking and just playing on the street and like you learn very quickly that ninety percent of people don't give a shit at all like like they just you're just out there and you're literally in the center of the world yelling at the world like you're just like i hate all of this this is terrible this is this is the worst thing ever and it's so nice to get out on the streets and just like play guitar at people like just yelling at people essentially and um that, that's always my good. I had a feeling you did that. Yeah, I do that a, a good amount. And it's really funny because, like, people are really, like, judgmental, too. And, like, uh, there's a lot of... People are just going to think you're homeless. They think I'm homeless. I watch people they think you're panhandling. see me they in don't, the distance. They, mm-hmm. And I watch them cross to the other side of the street. Because so they don't have to walk by me. Mm-hmm. And, like, and people stop. And, like, when the people do, like, stop and talk to me or give me money, like they're instantly shocked at the fact that I can speak like an educated
0: human being. And they don't feel alcohol on your breath immediately. And they're like, Oh my God. And then I'm
1: like, yeah, no, I actually do this. Like I actually play music a lot. Like
0: I, Mm -hmm.
1: I I do this like kind of for a living. This isn't, this I'm not starving right Mm now. I'm just out here getting some things. I'm just, Brightening up the street today. This is
0: me at the gym. Yeah. You're sitting me at the gym. Team. I'm I'm working yeah. out in front of you. Exactly. Why are you gonna run away from me right now? Yeah. I know. It's I'm so just, I'm flexing it's, right now. What do you <laughs>
1: It's so sad and the the saddest thing is that like so if you do it in the daytime, like especially downtown Wilmington, <laughs> people are just like not in the best mood ever. Like Wilmington is a very drunken town. Yes. And At night, like, if you go downtown and busk at night, it is, it's a testament maybe for the goodness in alcohol. Who knows? But people are just like, oh, what great, whoa. And people throw like just 20 bucks at you because you're Mm -hmm. just like, because they're drunk and they're just so enthralled by it. And I'm like, man, that's so, you have to, you have to be drunk to like enjoy anything. Like
0: Lower their inhibitions and their judgment. And more accepting of you in that way, I guess. So it's called busking when you do that? I think so. B- oh, that's what you call <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I have the courage to do that. I I, I- for the longest time,
1: I thought it was, it was either busing or busking, and I couldn't figure out which one it was. Mm-hmm. So whenever I told people I was about to do it, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to go downtown and busking for a little bit. <laughs> like, just really mumble it just in case I was wrong. Say a little bit of both.
0: Um, What's your worst and best experience with it? I guess the worst experience is people turning away from it. But has anybody like said anything negative?
1: Yeah, the Uh, the first I used to do it a lot with Chip, uh, a really good friend of mine, plays banjo, and we did it like every day. Um, And there was one time that we were like on the north end of Front Street, kind of like kind of near where the old soapbox was and some guy came out and was, like, just was really, really irritated with us. Like, and mm-hmm. me and Chip, especially Chip, like, just has authority hurts him. Like, he he cringes at anyone telling him what to do. Like, he okay. can't do it. Like, I can, I can take it with a grain of salt and be like, okay, that guy's an asshole, and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Let's just walk away. No big deal. Like, who cares? And Chip he feels the need to be defiant yeah and so instead of you know walking away or whatever we and and i just i always want to do that but i'm scared so he kind of brings out that side of me too and so we were like chip really under his direction was just like we're not gonna move like and we sat basically directly in front of his office where he'd come out and just were playing way louder than we were at first and like Finally, he was like, I literally did just call the cops, like, you guys need to go? <laughs> <And so laughs> we were like, okay. So we left. Um, that, guy, that guy was a prick. Um, I've been told a few times by people who, like, work in offices, because I sing really loudly sometimes, and they're, like, people just come down and be like, I'm, I'm hearing you in my office. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like,
0: I'm no. actually trying to complete a sentence that <laughs> I'm typing. I know. I respect what you're doing but come on.
1: Yeah. So those people can be bad, but the best experiences I have is like when just like little kids will come by and like dance and like the kids with cool parents mm-hmm. who like I've seen a lot of parents who will just grab their kid and be like no, we're going to the other side of the street. Crazy person on the on the corner. Yeah. Don't ever talk to
0: crazy people on the corner like <laughs> you are stranger danger yeah right there that guy stranger danger will lure you in drugs. with seductive tunes yeah and sultry singing
1: exactly that's what you do you give him money he will go get high <laughs> like don't give him money uh but the parents that are just so cool and like they'll give their kids money and be like, go go mm-hmm. put, you know go put it in his basket and they'll like the kids will dance and like it's just it's so fun. Other other fun things is actually meeting real homeless people. Like because they're people, homeless people, or gypsies, whatever whatever the politically correct term is. Uh, they'll <laughs> they'll come over and you know they'll talk to you because they assume that you're probably you know living on the streets with them mm. and you meet the like the coolest like best people in the world it's kind of depressing like because you're like man there really is like no need for you to be out here like why why do you live out here even if you are an alcoholic or a drug addict like mm-hmm. who cares like you shouldn't have to live on the streets and you get to talk to a lot of really I've met so many really incredible down earth like, genuine yeah people. drink a lot so, of beer in alleyways with like mm-hmm. homeless people and just they're all incredible wonderful people have um, great stories just
0: too yeah. many, just one too many bad decisions in a row yeah you know that kind of you know exactly that doesn't g- coincide with like our little system that we have yeah mm-hmm. and it's so sad
1: like to watch the way that people treat them and especially like this idea that people have of like well I'm not gonna give him money he's gonna he's gonna go get a beer like he's gonna mm-hmm. go he's gonna go get drunk like mm-hmm. and it's like Fine, whatever. Like, if he wants to get high, I'll still give him that money. Like, if that money is going towards him getting high... He's out there earning it. And that's on him, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know that. If he wants to get high with it, that's fine. But also, he might get a sandwich. He might (laughs) grab something to eat. Like, So, if I give him the money, it's up to him to do whatever he wants with it. I don't care.
0: I've given homeless people food countless times. Yeah. And most of the time when I give them food... They sit down and eat it right away. There's been a couple of times. um, When I used to work in a pharmacy, I was in the uh, parking lot Mm -hmm. one time and I just had some cashews. I was sitting in a couple like knocked on my window and they were just asking, Do you have any money or anything or any food? And I was just like, Well, I don't have anything, but I had those cashews right there. I was like, Here, take the rest of my cashews. Yeah. And I remember I seen seeing the girlfriend. She was so appreciative. She was like, "Thanks," and she took a couple right away. And then the boyfriend like took them out of her hand and then put it in his book bag. And was just like shrugging off and was all pissed off. And I was just like. Hmm, I didn't know. I couldn't read their situation. I was yeah. just like, "How bad are off?" Because she wanted the food right away, and she started eating it. Yeah. But I was just like, "Was she just doing that to play up the game?" Are they just out here? Because I've heard that panhandlers make like thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year. Of course, you can't read everything and believe online. Yeah. But around, but around Christmas time, um one of the pharmacists told me that he asked. One of the homeless guys, how much he made, and he said he made about two hundred to three hundred dollars a day sometimes. But around the holidays, people are more giving and a lot more considerate, yeah. which is sad. Um,
1: and I, I, also though like, I'm sure that people do give more money, but I also like, I feel like I remember there was a show for a while. Some there's some show I saw on the same thing, and really, I think the the real reason that that's even a story is actually like a very sick malicious thing like it's trying to tell people no that person's actually doing really good like that person's killing it right now And like
2: they're not why would they be
1: doing that and so people like have this assumption like some like people are like oh no that person's probably out probably actually has a home and it's just fucking out here
0: making bank (laughs) You 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 can tell though some of them oh yeah yeah. I've seen guys out there with pressed pants and they're clean shaven <laughs> and like a laminated homeless sign. I'm like, wait a minute, like wait a minute. And I, it seems like they're like working shifts. And I'll see them working this corner and then another corner with like another guy rotating. And I'm That's like, crazy. all right, all right. But you know, you can you can look at somebody and tell when they're genuinely not doing well and yeah. you know, they genuinely yeah. are homeless. You know. They radiate this funk. It's like an aura. They have the aura of funk coming yeah. up. Yeah. I say just be be honest about it. Like I
1: would like to just if those people that are faking it, why not just go out there and make a sign that says not homeless I could just use a few bucks if you got it. I'm probably gonna get beer with it or something. Like I'm just like <laughs> I,
0: I can't find a job. I yeah. have no skills. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. I'm out here. If you just wanna loan me a couple of bucks, I'm out here at least sweating for it. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's this one guy downtown who I always give money because he he doesn't he has no front about it. He just he'll look at you and go, it's wine time it's wine time are talking right? about byron <laughs> yeah cool. and i'm like but, uh, cool yeah. well everybody knows byron yeah yeah, yeah. you got to you yeah. have to give him money because he's honestly saying wine time and you're like all right
2: yeah go get yourself a beer man go
1: exactly get, yeah.
0: like, byron's like our little our, our wilmington homeless guy everybody yeah. loves him uh-huh
1: <laughs> he's great he's phenomenal uh,
0: sometimes he's been really mean to me and sometimes he's been really nice you know yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It usually depends on whether I'm giving them money or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, that's just all shit. Some people,
1: and then I get frustrated too. Like, even like close friends of mine who have like, who will give money to homeless people, and but like only once. And I I remember being really mad at uh, someone because. This guy came up to us and he's been downtown for a really long time. Like I've Ooh. seen him there for at least a couple years. And he was like he came up and was asking for money and she was just like, "No, no. I've given I've given you money way too many times. Like you you've been here for too long. Blah blah blah." blah. And on the one My
0: thing, $1 should have helped you out. You should yeah, have figured it out with you're my $1. You're still
1: poor? Like <laughs> go fuck yourself, guy. Like You were you were poor last week like I'm done with this like you can only be poor for a certain amount of time and after
0: that like You're you're on your own like I hate that argument. I just I hate it, but I'm guilty of it. Uh, I know sometimes I'm picky about it like I I Try to like I was telling you about when I see somebody with like pressed (laughs) pants and clean shaven. I'm like wait a minute like yeah, I sure. want I want them to be like you can just tell when they're genuinely homeless. And that's why I said I usually give them food. Like yeah. um like I didn't Okay, so I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I don't ever go. You're I have heard I've heard not to go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've po- never been. It's pointless. It's yeah. it's just a military town. It's, yeah. it's there's no In reason really. Go. Even worse, It's like ju- or- it's I'm, I don't think it could I, be worse than Jacksonville. Uh, there's more to do in Fayetteville from what I hear. But I think the strip clubs in Jacksonville are apparently better from what I've heard. But but military towns, they have a lot of car dealerships, um, chain restaurants, and strip clubs. Yeah. Because, I mean, our men that are fighting, they need they need fast cars, money, and yeah. titties. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, yeah. that's They deserve it. They fought for it. But uh, in Fayetteville, I would see some really down-and-out people. And then mm. when I came to Wilmington... Um, Downtown is where I actually see some of the homeless people. But like the further up you go toward on Market Street, once you start reaching Ogden, um, like I- I'd see people on some of the corners there, and mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't too bad off. And I would mm-hmm. I like I was saying I really saw a guy with a laminated sign one time, <laughs> and that just made me laugh so hard. I was just like, you need like your own like little toll booth with a little <laughs> thing so people can actually throw change into it, like because yeah. you got the money to laminate your sign, just get your yeah. own little bucket and just. Set it up there, so I do. I do judge, and that's just part of, I guess, being a human and everything. But I do try to just, if I have food on me and stuff, um, give them food and actually just give them a couple of bucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, we got off on homeless people there. Have you written any songs? <laughs> written, wrote, have you written <laughs> any songs about homeless people? I've been thinking about
1: this this whole time, like, man, this is just uh. That's what a conversation. A recorded. Oh,
0: that's all this conversation.
1: Is. That's that's all. that's great. Uh, I have I have written. Um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of songs that are kind of. I've written a lot of songs on the street, like record, like, playing out in public. Um, Stuff comes to you while you're there, yeah, actually doing it in that the moment. moment? Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess nothing that directly about like, you know, homestay.
2: <laughs> <You> know,
1: whatever <laughs> but yeah i guess i've that type of stuff is always kind of behind my music to an extent just a lot of my music is based <laughs> deeply rooted in like complete anger <laughs> at, like at things you know <laughs> most of the time that i sit down it's like i'm just you have curious. that one song i want to kill everybody or <laughs> yeah. something what's the title of it uh I want to kill and make things burn. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: so I mean, it's just.
0: But when you sing it, you're so soulful. It's like nobody can hate you <laughs> while you're singing it. And that's the song where you, you choose to tell stories in the middle of it, right? Yeah. About the uh-huh. uh, you know the people getting bombed or shot and yeah, like that, that was, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, of most of the songs, and I also I have a nasty habit of. Listening to fucking morons on the radio, like I I listen to fucking Rush Limbaugh and like I used to
0: I went through a phase 80s. of listening
1: to Sean Hannity. Yeah, and I don't I I hate it I hate it so much. But like it it is like you listen to it in the car, and now I'm like I have to force myself not to listen to it. I'm like. I'm listening to, like, music. Or I'm, I'm too young to have high, PR, high blood listening. pressure. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this is, like, I, I like this, but I could be really pissed off right now, and so I'll turn it into, like, fucking Russian ball, and I'll be like, oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate it, but it's, like, <laughs> exhilarating.
0: You need, there's nothing wrong with um, knowing what every, what your fellows are thinking about. No, exactly. humans are, we're such weird people, creatures, yeah. like, and we're all susceptible and our brains are just like sponges and and some people just take it in. Yeah. Some people listen to talk radio and the media and the news the same way they listen to music like it's background Uh, and then they think that that's like the best shit out there. Yeah. And they don't really they don't really dig and what really sucks about like kind of the world we're living in now is like, no matter what happens, you can Mm -hmm. look up and find a positive and a negative story on the same thing. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that like, I'm kind of gullible. I'll believe both sides sometimes. (laughs) I haven't told you this. This is a funny thing. My best, one of my best friends has a nickname for me. He calls me Swissy. Yeah, because Switzerland as a country is always neutral on all global affairs. Because I can like see both sides, and I do this when it when it comes to like where we're trying to go eat at or something like that. I'm just like, yeah, we can do that, or <laughs> we can do. I'm that way with a lot of shit my whole life. My too. mom tells my mom tells me to stop riding the fence. You got to pick a side. and I'm just I like, know. maybe that's who I am. Maybe it's I- funny.
1: Those people, people. I'm the same way. It is the quickest and easiest way to piss off everyone in your life. To say, I really don't care. People get so, they're like, oh my god, just something. Tell me what you want. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm really, like, I'm cool, whatever. Like, I really, I just don't. Like, I can't. I can't. (laughs) And my parents growing up would always get so frustrated. Because they'd be like, what do you want for dinner? And I really didn't care. I would say, I don't care. And they'd be like, well, would you like spaghetti? Sure, that sounds great. And they're like, well, I mean, do you really want that? Yeah, no, I mean, whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really, like, there's no... But there I are some things
0: I'm sure you're very decisive <laughs> on. I had, a, I had a reaction last week at an open mic. Uh, I was at Grinders. Okay. Uh, I had my friends in town last week. You noticed I was bringing them around. Uh-huh. And uh, this guy gets up, and he was like, you guys want to hear some Florida Georgia line? Have you heard of that country band? uh uh-uh, uh No. Thank God. You okay. So I I just said no. Like <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I said that out loud. Like I, like there's oh all these God. Th- that crowd is so supportive <laughs> oh, <fucking> of <laughs> everybody. I love everybody. And I just had this gut reaction. It's like he's it oh, like, shit. you guys want to hear some Florida George Line? I was like, no. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, and then he went into the song oh, and I was my like, God. yeah. But like so it's like that band is really they, they you know some I'm really decisive on that that's crap to me and I just wanted everybody to know how I felt apparently yeah so some things I some things I'm not Swissy on so yeah. apparently that band is one of them and uh wow that's a, Jesus that's, have, yeah
1: that's a, that's a that's bad
0: yeah, yeah I, I know I know <laughs> I felt really bad right my friend was like elbowing me I was like oh I'm so, so Sorry man, yeah. You know. <laughs> I was like, look at the guy, he's got sunglasses on the back of his neck. Yeah. Come on, I mean like he's he's got spray tan and sunglasses on the back of his neck. Yeah. He's probably a really nice guy. And he's probably only like eighteen years old. And probably, you know, just oh, wow. haven't. he's probably just learning some guitar and playing stuff. And it's wrong for me to judge him and stuff like that. But when he asked that question, I did have that reaction right away. And to be honest, he hasn't bugged me since or anything. So it's all fine. Um,
1: yeah, I I mean <laughs> In vodka, like earlier today, vodka is one thing that is just <laughs> yeah. and always a no. Like it's always a just. Tell me like, about your
0: bad experience on vodka that tur- turned you off. There is no. no
1: it, I haven't. Ha- I mean, I've gotten drunk on vodka, and it's fun. I. I. It's a crazy drunk. Like you're just like, fucking like on cocaine or something. Like it's so <laughs> energetic. It, it, my problem with vodka is that it, it it tastes like a like okay if you had water. You decided to mix that water with a little bit of, like, clear, translucent, like, oil. And then you decided to put, like, a shot of, like, rum in this oil water. And then somehow make it kind of thick. Like, it's got a thick texture. And Really? Okay. Vodka, for me, (laughs) I don't know. It is just so... The second it touches my tongue... It is
0: harsh. It's like it's got razor blades or something. I don't know what
1: it is. It's Mm -hmm. just... Fucking gross, and I I get so like, and I'll do it. I believe me. If honestly, if I didn't have the beers that I brought with me, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, yeah, you came me. prepared. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. I always provide. You gotta, I want, so. Every time I, you gotta bring beer wherever you go. <laughs> like you
0: don't know where you're gonna be. Like,
1: what if my car breaks down? And you don't
0: know what I'm gonna put in your beer. What I'm gonna try and do to you? you can't that trust too. me. You barely I, know. I you. barely know you. Barely know you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I've and I've ran into too many situations where. I'm at a house and I, I like to drink. Uh, I'm not like an alcoholic or anything. Maybe. No, I hope not. No, no one is. I don't know. What I'm saying is that no one is. I don't even know what that means. Um, what I'm saying is that some people don't really care to drink. Like some people just don't. And then, and you, and me being polite, I'm never the person who's gonna be like. So, who wants to go on a beer run? Like you guys, we're all gonna drink, right? Mm-hmm. And I've just been in too many situations where I'm quietly sitting in a room with people, and I'm thinking bored to out of your mind. When... Like, why don't we just like go get some beer right now? Like, why don't we? Why don't we do that? That'd be a great idea, right? It's. I think it's a Wilmington thing too, though. It's. It really is. Like when we went on tour a few weeks ago, uh, this other band I'm in, Brown Widow.
0: How many bands are you in? Let me ask that right away. That. I'm
1: in let's see deep ecology solo project and then deep ecology. Um, I'm in a, in a secret band. We haven't played yet. Okay. Uh, called glass harmonicas. Um, it's, it's a group that I'm starting up. Um, a little bit more experimental than other stuff that I've done. Um, Brown widow and, uh, another band called coyote. Um, we haven't really played out that much though. I played drums in that band. It's like a, okay. a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I've, I, oh, and then my thing with Emma, uh, Death fireworks. by Fireworks, okay. so six, yeah. Damn, this is a lot. Yeah, it's a good amount of groups. To so, be
0: is your your solo work? Is that the only one you're really writing for?
1: It's for me. Well, no, I, I write for Deep Ecology and I write for uh Glass Harmonicas, and by solo stuff, but then for Death by Fireworks it's kind of just me and Emma, like, picking personal songs of ours that sound good together. Um, But mostly for me, it's I don't really, it's rare that I write a song and say this is my solo song, or this is a Deep Ecology song, or this is a Glass harmonica song, or this is something. It's usually, like, I just write a song, and if it it's nice to have those outlets. It's nice to be able to say, ooh, this would sound good if I played with those people. And this would sound good if I played with those people. Mm-hmm. So it's nice for me, personally, it helps me, instead of going on stage and just having one band that I have to squeeze all my stuff into, I can write and have a nice little, a nice little, like, kind of like a, you got a smorgasbord. file cabinet, yeah, okay. you know? It's like I can, I can store everything in the proper place. I'm like, ooh, this would be a good song to... Have keyboards with, so I'll, I'll put it in Deep Ecology's folder, or like, so it's really helpful for me. And then basically, I, I kind of try to figure out which folder fits, and then if none of them fit, then I play it alone. Like, mm-hmm. so.
0: so, you were talking about going on tour with Brown Widow and yeah. the whole drinking thing, and being a dr- Wilmington being the drunkest yeah. town. So, what was the it's situation so, there? The,
1: the situation is that, like, okay, in Wilmington. We play, like, every time that bands come through, and they'll usually stay at, like, my house or a friend's house. And after the show, it's always, like, a thing. Like, we're going to pick up some beer on the way home and, you know, drink it with the band, whatever. Mm -hmm. And there, like, we would get done with the show and find a place to sleep. Like, just, like, idiots. Like, getting on the microphone, like, by the way, like, you know... Anybody wants to let us crash? <laughs> yeah. You know. There's only seven of us in this band. Like, <laughs> so... It's fucking a pain. Like, seven people. It's not we like smell a small,
0: great right now. Come huh? so Let us good. hang out in your living room and marinate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people, like, it was... We were all baffled. It was like, we would all be sitting there and be like, uh, like, why hasn't anyone brought up getting beer? Like, so yeah. very quickly, like, in Richmond, we... Actually, it was just the first night. We were like, okay, I guess we have to take the initiative on this. because," And I'm glad we did, because at no point during that tour were people, like... Offering or... Offering, like... I mean, not to, God, insult anyone. That's just... That's a Wilmington thing. It's just, like, it's so embedded in this town to just drink, like, Mm -hmm. very regularly. (laughs) And, like, that's just a thing. That's a social thing here. Mm -hmm. That is... Now, however, what I did notice is that people up north smoke a lot more weed than people here. So I like, need to move up
0: north. Yeah, thank you. But you I'm too are... skinny, and I shake like a chihuahua when the wind blows. Yeah. So I going to grow we up. We never like, had a
1: problem with weed. Like that was that <laughs> was yeah. easy. We stayed with people who like we would get in to their house, and like every house, like it was so weird. There was always like a bong right there. And then one place we stayed, this is. And there's, uh, there was uh it was just like jars of weed everywhere like big like uh, oh, ounces and wow. ounces and we're just like oh my god like and so that was never an issue we did not have problems with that that was nice
0: but i should have went out towards you i needed to you guys need a manager or something no just yeah we can us. use manager. <laughs> manager. The, you don't need me for that <laughs> 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 So so is your is any one particular band like your primary focus or do you kinda like it, equally give to all of them or is like each one of them kinda up. hit off or you just kinda got to go off the other band members or it all
1: it always it's always changing. I think last year uh, I was really, really focused on deep ecology. That was kind of my main my main pride and joy. Um and then I, I'm just one of those people that gets not necessarily I just want to try new things a lot. So, like, the Mm -hmm. second something's good and working out, I'm like, well, maybe now I want to do this. Mm -hmm. It's the worst thing in the world to have that problem. Um, And then also, with with that band in particular, um, two people had babies in the last year, and one person got married. So that left me sounding like the loser musician who would, like, message them and be like, Hey, you guys want to like practice or something? Mm-hmm. And you can't argue with someone who's like, "No, I have to f- take my child to school. Like, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to feed my kid." Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I'm hanging out with my wife right now,
0: dude. Like, yeah. so
1: and I'm just like, "Oh no, that's cool." Like, so you can't argue. with people I have like, plenty
0: oh. of friends. Uh, I have a friend who moved to Minnesota. Joined, uh huh. Joined and joined some bands up there, and and's running into that same kind of situation. Yeah.
1: Dude, I, recommendation to any musician, don't, don't at all ever fall in love, (laughs) eh. But but just don't, avoid that. Find your
0: love on the road.
1: Yeah, Yeah. don't love, actually, don't, not even musicians, don't love anyone ever. That is, (laughs) love, love everyone all the time, but don't, don't love one person too much, like.
0: I'm gonna have a problem with that. I get, yeah, I get obsessive. <laughs>
2: me too. Yeah. That's my
0: problem. That's yeah. such. That's my problem. They create such good material for your songs, oh, though, right? No, I
1: like. I'm with someone. If I if I'm dating someone, mm-hmm. happens to me every time within like a week to two weeks. I'm secretly in my head thinking I'm gonna marry this girl. This is the girl I'm gonna marry. Like I'm instantly just like flawless. You're Evan. perfect in every way. Let me tell
0: you a story. What happened to me last January? Uh, I went on a date with some girl, uh, took her to the comedy club. What if she listens? Work, work, yeah. That's my shit. Uh-huh. You know. Afterwards, she's like, you want to come in and uh, get high with me? And I was like, oh, God sent down a weed angel for me. Wow. I called my mom and my dad and my best friend the next day. I was like, met my wife last night. No need to worry, everybody. <laughs> so it's all... I was like, life is working out just perfect. Yeah. I probably told the story in the podcast before. But yeah, it's uh, it was just funny because within a month it was done. Yeah. um, And I, it was fine. It didn't end bad or anything. It, yeah. was, it was like, I'm still friends with her. She's still awesome and all yeah. But it's just funny that like I got, my mom was like, Jimmy, you can't base a relationship off drugs. And I was like, it makes it easier that she loves weed just it as does. much as me. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people judge you on that, you know, and it's just like, I can like, I haven't smoked in like two months. I can give it up whenever I need to sure but yeah. it is something that i really i really do enjoy yeah um like you enjoy drinking it's something i enjoy sharing with other people yeah. it makes me love things differently it makes me it changes my perspective on stuff i you know i i just enjoy stuff more with yeah. yeah i have trouble sleeping too so it helps me with sleep i will I'll give it. it that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get like a deeper sleep and i feel more awake the next day so that's a, that's another Plus, for me, personally, but I know it's not for everybody.
1: I think I, for me, it's something that, like, my brain is always crazy. Like, my brain is just always insane. And whenever, I know a lot of people get high, or particularly smoke weed, and they, that brings out the creativity in them. They're like, Mm -hmm. oh my god, wow, I can paint this picture, I can do this, I can write this song. You can play guitar or whatever, whatever it may be. And that's that's fantastic. Great. And good for you. For me, it's like my brain is already high all the time and crazy and mm-hmm. like weird. And so whenever I actually get high, I'm like way too high. Like just way too high. Like I'm already thinking about crazy colors all the time. Also brain. Yeah, if I smoke pot, then I'm like Oh my god like now i'm thinking of like the core of the the earth right now and i'm i'm on lava i'm actually on a lava ball like and wouldn't like at any point like i could just die like that's the main thing too is that oh, i'm just, like i
0: never at, go there at
1: any th- i know that's why like i have to stay away from it cuz i start to think to myself i'm like i everything becomes a timeline and i'm like i'm really concerned with it and i'm like How old am I? Okay, that gives me how much longer? How do I? And it's just going. Like, I can't stop time. Like, time is just moving. Like, and I'm just like, over time, whoa, can't do it. (laughs) But oddly enough, like, other things, like, LSD, mushrooms,
0: I can do that no problem. I've never done those things and everybody tells that, like, me I should. Yeah. just because of the type of person I am. But I, I've said that a million times too. But I'm just I know that needs to happen just naturally.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: not going to like try to force it and like yeah. try whenever I've always heard that those drugs find you when it's right for you. So, I'm just well, whatever. Yeah. kind of how I feel about it. (laughs) I definitely don't need to do cocaine or heroin or anything. I'm too skinny for that. I will waste away in in a heartbeat. That's true. And plus, I see how much I love everything. Like, soda is my vice. Soda is going to be the (laughs) thing that gets me. I tell my I tell everybody like all the time. Soda is going to be what kills me. Don't worry about like. The fact that and I have sleep is. apnea and I love marijuana and I'm obsessed with music, uh, just it's, it's gonna be my fucking love of cherry coke, yeah, and Sundrop. drop. That's what's gonna get me, man. It's because uh, I can't say no to it. I just recently introduced water into my life. I you know? can't drink soda. It just yeah. dude, you're good for you. I good know. for you. It's one of those things I just I, I I just can't stop. Um, yeah, I will. I have at least one a day, and that's you yeah, it's bad for me, but. Yeah, whatever yes. does does uh does drinking or smoking help your writing or anything what's no, your what's, what is your writing process like if you could break it down or just totally absolutely sober
1: always like okay I, I really I cannot write even after like one beer or two beers anything like that like I can play and then mm-hmm. I mean I usually drink at my shows but as far as being creative, things go it's always completely sober for me i mean like and it's always almost always in the morning like it's it's usually uh, a okay. wake up and do it before i have to if i go to work or if i do anything i'm exhausted very quickly And right. by the time that's done i've already i'm just like i, I want to go home and you're like already spent you yeah already you have nothing left to put yeah i have a very work. weak brain it's like I do one thing that day, and once that's done, I'm done. So, like, if I'm, when I write music, it's usually, it's first thing in the morning, like, and it's not, like, a planned out thing. It's usually, the most planned out it gets for me is avoiding to, uh, basically just setting aside that time. Like, I won't necessarily sit down and be like, time to write a song now. Uh, what chords should I use? Because that never
0: works. No, that doesn't work at all. Never. It's never. impossible.
1: For me, it's like, okay, I'm going to just today not talk to anyone and not turn on my computer. Like, those two things instantly will bring out some something and maybe read or do something like that. Or even I make a lot of, like, collages and, like, I'll paint occasionally. Stuff like that is always fun and helps me, like, write a song. Um But mainly, it's just avoiding technology is like the best thing for me creatively. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, being yeah, avoiding tech, avoiding any sort of stimulant is the best way for me to write a song.
0: Well, that stuff doesn't help you turn inward. It's helping you like connect outward. Yeah, if you want to, and that's where the songs come from. Exactly.
1: It's it's way too much because then you instantly start thinking about other people, other things. Get on Facebook for one second.
2: My creativity
1: is just gone. I'm just like, oh, now I'm thinking about <laughs> what you did today. And, like, I'm thinking about your great profile picture. What a great profile picture you have. That is gorgeous. And now I'm thinking about that. And maybe I should change my profile picture. Why don't I have a Twitter? Like, now I'm just thinking about all these why things. Don't you,
0: <laughs> being a musician with, in six bands, why don't you have a Twitter? <laughs>
1: I, I, I technically do. I Actually, I think I have, like... Five or six. I think I'm for made, each
0: for so. each band, you just don't <laughs> never log in and update I that always I
1: forget about them. Like yeah. every every few months, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I should like get a Twitter, promote shows and stuff. And I do it, and then like I just forget that I have it, and then I forget how to get into it, and I have to make a new one. So there's like six or seven Evan Bakers on Twitter somewhere that are all you, they are but- all me, like, <laughs> <laughs> all all me,
0: and so I don't know, yeah. I notice uh, as far as writing stuff goes, for me personally, it like you said, I can't, like, sit down and set a time. Yeah. Um, but um, drinking or smoking does help me, like, it loosens me up where I'm not so critical of, like, yeah. my lines. So I can just come up with stuff, and it does loosen me up on guitar sometimes. Uh, then I have, a tr- I have trouble remembering it the next day. So I'm really thankful for smartphones now to remember those yeah. things. And then, but... Uh, like you were saying, um, you have to be completely sober. When I go to structure it, when I go back to listen to it and put it together, mm-hmm. I have to be sober. I yeah. have to like – so I kind of like doing a little bit of both, like being creative with the substances. And yeah. then when I put it together, I like to be sober so uh, I can like hear and I'm like, that was a good mm-hmm. idea. I can like judge it differently. Yeah, That's what I've been doing. That's kind of the way I've kind of always done it. Yeah. It works for me. got to repeat. Alright, man. Yeah, we can pause it up. Right. <laughs> cool. Right. Had to take a pee break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Evan's going to play a song for us now. What song are we going to play? You can pick any one you want. Whatever one that you want. Well, okay, playing. let me well, let me, let, is, let me phrase it to this, you this way.
1: I know the song.
0: Okay, you know and the song? I, uh,
1: I just, I don't know if it's got a title. Um, oh, okay. It's like, We'll call <laughs> the the song uh, can be tentatively, actually, and permanently called uh, "Passing Out with Jimmy Smith." <laughs> okay, so way to go! You have there the we go. <laughs>
2: i mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for stopping by, man, and uh, thanks for letting me play cool. on your open mics and all that shit, too. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good time. Can <laughs> okay, I okay, give a shout-out? give a shout-out? Yeah, give a shout-out. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, I'm probably not going to post this for like a week because I'm that's a slacker, fine. but you know. Uh, let's, let's see.
1: see. Uh, I want
0: to give a shout-out to... Uh, You're supposed to know who you want to give a shout-out to, Evan. Uh, <laughs> I, should have, I
1: should have jumped the gun dun, dun, like dun, this.
0: Dun, dun, oh, fuck, put you on the spot.
1: Alright, uh, 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 okay, shout out to, to 311, uh, 311, <laughs> not the band, the address of a house where some really good friends of mine live, and shout out to, uh, to Randall Parkway, uh, another house where friends of mine live, I don't want to name all the places, I just want to give addresses out, um,
0: okay, we're all the... Cool shit's happening yeah, in town, apparently. Exactly.
1: Um you can catch me at either of those places pretty regularly. Um also catch me at my house. Uh if you're ever, you know, in, in the Hampstead. snack. Yeah. <laughs> snack area. Uh yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, uh my internet stuff is on Bandcamp. Uh Bandcamp.com slash Evan Baker. That's it? That's
0: it. And Evan also hosts an open mic oh, at yeah. Calico yeah, Room. I host an
1: open mic every Tuesday down at the Calico Room. Uh, I always I usually open it up and I play. Um, also host an open mic at Scrap Iron on Thursday nights now, which kind of doubles as like a weird dress-up theme thing. thing. So yeah, that's been fun. either of those, yeah.
0: Alright <laughs> then. will be fun? And when you're a rock star I'll get you back on.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Deal. <laughs> all right well that is the show thanks for listening um again don't forget to check out uh, my fantasy wife podcast with blair postman good times bad times podcast with sydney roberts shit show on youtube with cameron smith uh, also on youtube late fear with wills maxwell And, again, thanks for listening, and keep on keeping on. Love you guys.